Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear stories and tactics from experts and influencers who will provide you with actionable steps to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. Hey, and thank you for joining me on the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Now, in this episode, I'm taking you to my live training, Thriving and Regaining Momentum, that was uh, live in the Salon Owners Collective Facebook just recently. And I really want to help you not make these mistakes as you plan to reopen the salon. Preparing to go back to the salon is super exciting, like finally, but we do need to think about this carefully. In preparation, I've created a checklist of all the things for you to avoid and the things for you to work through so you can arrive thrive and get back on track sooner than later. So grab a pen and a paper, maybe a coffee or a wine, and let's do this together. Come and join me on the live stream. And of course, you can get the checklist if you have signed up for the series, uh, the Survive to Thrive series, Keep Your Business Alive, which gives you access to the Survive to Thrive Hub, which is a mini program Uh, to give you the tools and resources that you need to survive COVID-19 and the checklist uh, that is available and along with today's podcast. So I hope you get lots out of the session. Um, Thanks for joining me. Adi, hi. How are you? Um, Nothing like having a few good technical issues to start the day. Um, All right. So in saying that, um, how are you? How are you surviving? And I want to check that you can hear me first of all, because um, I've had a few technical issues and I just want to make sure that I'm actually here and I'm actually live. Trying new software, never a good idea <laughs> when, you're, when you have a deadline. So let me know that you're here. Let me know that you're um, with me. And I'm just going to make sure that um, we do that first. And if you are, and there is a little bit, ah, oh, Abby, yay, thank you. Abby saves the day. Gotta love a little bit of technical issue. Hi, Anne. Thank you for letting me know. I appreciate that. Um, Where's about? Hey, Carolyn. How are you doing? All right. What I really want to know is like, who's open at the moment, and who's closed? If you're a Kiwi, I know you're closed, but um, you Australians, I know people are starting. Hey, Jess. Hey, Shazley. That's good. There's a bit of a delay, but um, thank you for letting me know. That's really really cool. Hey, Vicky. Vicky, how are you? You were going back to uh, the salon. Have you opened? Are you doing it? Is it okay? Are you surviving? Because <laughs> this is really what I want to talk about, right? Um, going back into the salon now in New Zealand on Monday, we are going to hopefully hear from the Prime Minister um, what the next status is. We're assuming that we are going to be downgraded to a level three, which means we can kind of settle into the space that uh the lovely aussies are i won't say enjoying i don't think it's been an easy process for you guys it's been lots of ambiguity and and um stress actually 
So we will be moving into that same sort of status where we will at least be able to start retailing um, and start thinking about coming together, uh, bringing our team together. So I really want to talk about that um, today. Yes, and you're in beauty and um, oh look, Jacinda's going live now. I'll just turn her off. <laughs> I have to catch up on her afterwards. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm interested in your opinion, Anne. Has it been a blessing in disguise in a way, like to just be one way or the other? Like I think it's really been tricky for Australian hair salons. Uh, it's unsure if they can open or not. Should they, could they, would they? And everybody's situation is different. And I think it's been um, a tricky situation. I think clarity, one way or the other, black and white, is it has, um, it's such an important word, clarity. Do you know, um, it's important for the government to give to their uh, patriots. It's important as the salon CEO to give to your team members. It's important as a parent to give to your children. It's really an important word. And I think if we can harness that word, we can learn from this, right? If we can harness that word clarity, we will be better leaders, better managers, better parents, better partners, better humans for ourselves, right? Clarity, it's a really good word. Um, yeah, blessing in some ways. I kind of agree with that, right? Um, I think for many Kiwis, there are many Kiwis struggling, um, just as there are Australians, but for some it's been kind of this blessing in disguise. Um, my phone's ringing, but I, I don't bring my phone in when I'm going live, right, because I don't want the distraction, but now my computer is calling. Anywho, um, oh, hi. Oh, I love that name from Washington State. Trostla. Oh my goodness, I should not try that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> please tell me how you say your name. It's super cool. Um, and nice to have you fr uh, here from the US. So let's talk about uh, preparing to go back. Some of you are back, but you're not fully back. And I really want to kind of talk about and make sure that you're avoiding some of the mistakes and really thinking about with intentional, a clear plan. And I've created a step-by-step -step plan for you and I will be uh, it'll be live in the hub. If you've signed up to the series, you have access to the Thrive uh, to Survive. Oh, it's not Survive to Thrive. Um, survive to Thrive uh, course, mini course that we've created, and we call it the hub. And so the checklist that I've created for you is going to be available in there. And of course, it will be in step three, um, which of course is uh, rightly named uh thriving and regaining momentum because i think this is the phase that we're at now for the majority of us we can start to see the finish line and we're starting to think about going back into uh our salon but it's not going to be the same salon immediately and i think that's one of the mistakes that we want to avoid is getting a step ahead right um it's a fake name keeps clients out of the personal life I love it. Make it super super hard for people to <laughs> to um, to discover you. I get it. It's working. All right, Carolyn says, keen to know how Oz have been getting on with online consultations. Yeah, for sure. Some people are all over it. Hey, uh, Anna from Australia. Hey, how are you doing? Some people are all over it, um, and some people are choosing not to do it. So I'm actually really keen to hear your thoughts on why or why not you would do it because I definitely think it's a huge opportunity. And I want you to be a step ahead um, of these things. So I'm gonna take you through that, um, through that now. And I'm gonna remind you of some of the things that are in your uh, Survive to Thrive program to make sure you step through it and what it's all about. Um, so are we ready? Shall we dive in? 
I think the first thing for those of you that there are um, a segment of you guys who have a lot of ambiguity around uh, there's lack of clarity of should I, could I, would I be opening? When is that? And um, it really gives us this feeling of aimlessness or, or um, floating around without focus and purpose. And um, I want to bring it to your attention if, have, if you haven't tuned into it and you're actually feeling like that. If you're in lockdown, you're not sure when you're supposed to go back to the salon, uh, even for Kiwis who are going to eventually have a date, we're not sure when the actual open, when can we get staff back in, we're still waiting. And I think that when we don't have a clear plan in place, it actually affects us potentially more than we recognize, right? It gives us, um, it doesn't give us purpose to get up in the morning. It's harder to get up in a, in a routine type of way. Um, and it can, it can lead for some, lead us towards feelings of depression, um, what's lack of purpose, sitting in a waiting game. There's nothing worse than the waiting game and not knowing. Like I can even see for my kids, I'm really, I'm really keen, um, pleased that they're back to school today. Like I'm not expecting more them to do more than two hours of stuff. But without clear focus, my, my um, nine-year-old, do you know, he's feeling lackluster and and um, what is the purpose of life? I know that's really deep for a nine-year-old. So if a nine-year-old can feel like that, then I know, and I know from the salon owners that I work with inside of Salon Mastery that, you know, it really can affect us and it can affect our ability to see what's next and have clarity over the action steps to take. So I want you to recognize that. And in lieu of a clear mandate, if the government's not giving it to us, then we need to step up as owners of our business and as a salon CEO to step up and make our own plan. Like you actually can make your own plan. I have to turn my earrings off because they're, um, I can hear this tickety tick, tick on my earphones. Um, you can make your own plan and I encourage you to do so. So set your own date and work towards it because that, that um, finite deadline and date is going to give you focus. And I know that <laughs> unless we have some hard deadlines and what's the, um, some pressure. We almost need to create our own pressure to start the momentum and get shit happening, basically. So I want you to create your own date. Keep in mind that and be ready to change at any given moment. Like just because you put a date in place doesn't mean that you don't have the flexibility to change it. And any good strategic plan, uh, even a business plan, a strategic plan, we do strategic plans and seller mastery and quarterly planning and we're quite uh, organized and disciplined with that. But every plan, has the ability to change and pivot and edit because that's just life, that's how it should be. And any good CEO needs to be able to have that ability, but it shouldn't stop us from creating the plan in the first place. So prepare, set a date and prepare for all level of alerts. So you wanna be, so in New Zealand we're in four, in Australia I'm gonna kind of give you the equivalent of a three, you're kind of this vague place between two and three from what I can see, um, where some people can and some people can't, um, but prepare for all levels. Prepare for those changes and what your government has set out, what it looks like when you can go to the next step and the next step after that. And that's something that you want to have a team meeting around. Put some plan together for yourself first and then take it to your, your team. And I like the word 
word workshop with your team. It's not a seminar. You don't have to be the one that knows everything and preach to your team and tell them how it is. You don't have to be the one that has all the answers. Like take that pressure off yourself. Um, let them in, bring them in. And when you workshop, it's like, it's like a formal name for brainstorming. And if we're really true to what a brainstorm is, brainstorm is that you can throw out any crazy idea and you have permission to do that without judgment. And the more that you brainstorm and dump crazy ideas if you write them down, uh, what you'll discover is that you'll start to self-evaluate, all of you, each of you in the, in the team, to what's realistic and what isn't. Because now you've got some data out on the, on the table to sort through and you, it's almost like sort of evaluation by, um, what's the word, kind of removing the, the things on the outside. Like that's ridiculous, that's not possible. And by a process of elimination is what I'm looking for, you'll find the sweet spot. That's what a workshop should do. It's kind of like a formal brainstorm. But unless you have or give your team permission to just say anything crazy and put it on the table and accept it in that moment, then you don't get all the good juicy stuff that comes out. Because the good ideas come once you get the creative juices flowing, for lack of a better word, right? So brainstorm and workshop with your team on what you could, should, would be doing at each one of those levels. Get it written down and then send it back out to them in a follow-up email uh, or a document plan. So everybody knows what to expect because um, the rules, as we know from the past, the rules can change with 24, 40 hour, 48 hours notice. That's not when you want to be pulling a team meeting together and saying, oh, let's now plan. It's too late. Have the plan now. So that's the first mistake is ignoring feelings of floating aimlessness. That's not even a word uh, with no guidance. And then so in lack of guidance, create your own or create a plan and do it now. All right. The next mistake is thinking that you're on holiday still. <laughs> For some people, we're on holiday, right? Not we, I'm actually not on holiday, but for some people they are on holiday. My husband's on holiday. And uh, luckily he has a project in the car that's stopping him from being aimless and purposeless. Um, but some people are on holiday. Now you know just as much as anybody that I'm an advocate for white space and creating and taking lots of holidays and having white space. Your brain needs it. But if you completely switch off and are on holiday completely and you don't pick it up now, you're gonna get behind, right? So um, I want you to not make the mistake of thinking you're on holiday for too much longer. Do not squander this opportunity because um, whenever are we going to have this opportunity again or this terrible, uh, thing that's happened in the world like it's a terrible thing that's happening in the world um, but on the silver lining is that it's created space for a lot of us and we shouldn't squander it because it may not happen again do you know especially if you've got young children at home and you're forced to close whenever do you get the break from running your business and spend quality time with the family but we also need to spend quality time on all of those projects that you always say oh my god I never have time to do it now is the time to be working on the big projects, right? The things that you never get time to do, the things that move the needle. So you're not on holiday, let's get to work, it's time to start now. Um, <clears throat> those things that you've always wanted to do. Okay, um, right, the next mistake that I don't want you to make is to think that we're going back to business as usual. Um, okay, this, let me just check here. Um, they're saying you can return back to work 5th of May here, eight weeks off. Yeah, okay. Hey, Tash, how are you? Nice to see you here. Um, oh, hey, Louise. Mm -hmm. ah, all my favorites are here. 
Um, okay. Uh, please don't think that we're going back to business as usual. I'm sure you've figured this out already, but I really want you to think it through deeply and talk about it with your team, right? Be ready for all of those stages of alert. And I just want to kind of cover some of the things and I'm keen as I call them out to hear your opinion on whether you think it's a good fit for you or why not. And I want to hear those why nots because uh, yes, Caroline, I'm saying no more Netflix. <laughs> you've had your chance. Or just on that, like, I advocate a bit of space, right? I advocate a bit of smart Netflix from here and there. I like to watch a little bit myself. Um, but give yourself some boundaries. Like, give yourself some boundaries to stick to. Um, for example, I'm going to do work between this hour and this hour, and here's my solid working on my business, working on all the shit that I've been, never have time to do. And at eight o'clock when the kids are in bed, I'm allowed to watch TV. I don't know, something like that. Give yourself some grace. But um, yeah, not swanning around too much and having too much fun because you'll regret it later, right? Okay, I want to talk about some of the things uh, that uh, if you, some of you in Australia are already doing, nailing it, killing it. New Zealand is about to have this opportunity open up to them to be able to sell and start to make money again. Hallelujah. Like um, it's a godsend. So I want to hear as I just talk about some of these things, uh, what are your thoughts on them? Are you loving it? Are you going to do it? What are the roadblocks to you implementing um, that you can see? And I want you to put them in the comments because um, you guys have a, you know between all of you that are here with me have a wide variety of ideas that I think you should share do you know we're coming together as a community and we should share it okay so the first one clearly and we can lead by you lovely Aussies uh, that we can retail and do deliveries that's going to open up for us hopefully by the middle of next week so you know we're on the countdown eight nine days maybe until we can start doing that I want you to be ready this is the time if you've ever thought about having an online shop and selling retail this is the time to build the shop one of my uh, lovely salons in the seller mastery program built her uh, Shopify website over the weekend like we've got the time now, what else are you doing? Spend the time, build the, build the website so you can sell and be prepared. So when I'm just, you know, picking a day, plucking from ear, I'm gonna say Wednesday next week, do you know we're, we're downgraded to level three and we can start to sell. So, um, and why I say something like Shopify and building that type of website is life is not going to go back to the level that it was before. People in this world have been spending eight weeks plus um, living a digital lifestyle because they're locked in their house. The world has changed. It will not go back to how it was. Some people never change and that's fine. There's always going to be a few like that, but don't let those few fool you because the majority are going to want to continue to behave how they have. People have taken a big, huge leap forward technology-wise, their online skills abilities, and um, humans are built to be lazy. Now, let me tell you what I mean by that. Like we will, most humans will do the road of least resistance. And so why do you think online shopping um, has blown up over the last several years? Why do we all have our meals delivered, pre-cut and pre-cooked to our door so we don't have to think, so we can just turn up at five o'clock at the kitchen bench and start cooking? So people are, Lazy, not because they're lazy and, and not focused, but because we want to do more, achieve more, and we need to make life easy. So being able to book online, buy retail online, 
buy pre-sold uh, services, packages, all the care things that people need, they want to buy those online. So why would you not have that and continue with that? Not only for now, because you've got the time now to set it up, and then you've got, then you can continue with it. Like one of the things I want you to think about is what of the things that have worked really well for you right now in this close down period or is about to work well for you, for you Kiwis, that you will continue to take into your new life, into your new life forward. Like when this sort of crazy period of um, half open, half closed, and we get over the, um, the rush, shall we say, of clients coming back, which we're going to talk about in just a minute. Um, then things will start to peter out and throughout the year um, don't throw out the baby with the bathwater you've learned some really good lessons for most people I can see that um, people are more present online showing up socially like smashing it Facebook groups for salons showing up live doing home tutorials um, not home tutorials tutorials on how to look for the client to look good at home like we're finally as an industry showing up there's always been those that are leading, but for a lot of people, shy to show up, the team don't want to get visible, and I've seen a lot of barriers and walls being broken down over this period because we have to show up. Why would we stop that now, right? So if we're now launching into or currently surviving on retail sales or pre-sale of services, why would we stop doing that? Why would we not continue to make ourselves available online and make it super easy for for clients to do business with us and meeting them where they are at, depending on your client demographic and the ideal client you're trying to attract. Think about them, what are they doing? Are all of the companies going to go back to their offices? No, they're not. Life is going to be different. Clients are going to be wanting to come into the salon and work in the salon because they can. Um, so life is going to be different. So some of the things that you've been having success with, make sure you don't throw out the baby with the bathwater and go back to the old way because it's like stepping back into the dark ages. Keep with it. So uh, I just saw you start with creating an online shop. I think so. Like why, why start selling retail by the telephone? Because it's time consuming and it's not a model that you can continue to run with once you're open. Once you're back behind the chair serving clients, you're not, you're not delivering. Uh, you're not delivering shampoo to people's letterboxes. Do you know, like you can do that over the next two weeks. Lots of lovely Australian salons are doing that right now in Australia because they can, but that's not a scalable model. That model is not going to fit when you go back to being stuck behind the chair. And I say stuck because it's, it's keeping you stuck from growing. I'm going to talk about that a little bit before we wrap up today. Right? So um, I want you to think, won't stop, can't stop, says Janine, <laughs> love it. I want you to think beyond um, just this next block and how, for Kiwis, how you can suddenly start to make money. Take those good things that you've been doing and continue with it and run with it because the world will look different, not just for you, but for your clients. So I really want you to start thinking about not every single client, because if you start getting too narrow focused on the different types of people inside your salon, you'll lose sight of who your ideal client is. But the one primary or two at a push, primary clients that you want to attract into your business and have uh, those are the, the new people that you want to attract and the people that you love to serve and care for, what's their life going to look like? What are their needs going to be? How, is, how can you meet them where they're at, given that their life is also changing? Okay, so we've talked about that. Um, online consultations, uh, Janine and I touched on this very briefly last week. Um, I've seen so many people having great success with it. 
uh, in Australia so far, and I'm encouraging you in those in um, New Zealand to get on and start doing that. Some of the beauty salons here have already started doing that um, and will send out um, products once lockdown is over. But um, I'm really keen to hear from you. Um, where, sorry, where do you start with an online shop? My suggestion is, um, is Shopify, to be honest. Super simple to do yourself, easily to integrate into your current website. And you can also uh, sell through Facebook and Instagram. Like it's a no brainer to me. I am no expert. This is not my area of expertise, Shopify. I don't know it well other than the capabilities and I've seen lots of people have success with it. And I know it fits into the category of simple for non-techie people, right? So doable if you've got the time and you can chug yourself, uh, you chug your way through it. Um, and otherwise find an expert, do you know? What about shop with salon pay? Yeah, for sure. I think, and if you can do that online, um, absolutely. Again, I've lost touch a little bit with the interface of sell on pay. If you can do that online for the client themselves, I believe you just have to get them through the sign up process. Do you know what? I just, I want you to think of this sentence, make it easy to do business with you. And if you make it easy to do business with you, you want to think about the minimal clicks as possible that someone has to go through, the minimum bare, bare minimum requirements to have a good experience and to get the job done. Because once somebody's booked or paid, you can go back and retrofit the details that you need when they come into the salon or later. The first barrier is to get them to complete the sale. Because most people don't complete the booking or the sale because guess what? Can you guess what it is? I want to see if um, you can guess what the biggest barrier is for people to that don't complete online shopping, online booking, and all of those online processes. I'll give you a minute to put in the comments and I'll come back around to it because it's really important to understand. Okay, let's continue with online consultations. Now, you can do online consultations on Zoom. Uh, Zoom's pretty easy, but there is a bit of technical setup and it is a little bit tricky for your customers. So I want to broaden your horizons to think about what about meeting the client where they're at and giving them some choice. Maybe they want to consult you on Messenger because they're a messenger type of person. Maybe you might use WhatsApp. Maybe you might use um, the good old telephone if you have one. Um, <laughs> uh, widen the horizon. Think of your client. Meet them where they're at. Give them some options. Most people are on Zoom now. I do feel for Zoom. But if that's a barrier, create some other opportunities. Get on the phone with them. And um, definitely get on the phone with them prior to opening your bookings, right? Or booking your people, which I'm going to talk about next definitely put uh, that on the to-do list and talk with your team about how you're going to do that one. Um, all right, let's just keep flying through and then I'm gonna come, I can see some comments coming in. So I want you, when, when we're thinking about business as usual, we're not going back to business as usual. So you need to be thinking about staggering your team and maybe having less people present at one time. Maybe you have half teams. Now, was it Janine that talked last week about having two teams? and rotating the two teams. I think it was her. Um, I've got another salon owner who's doing exactly that, half the half teams. And uh, the idea behind that, if somebody in the team got COVID-19 and got sick, or a client got sick or passed it and there was some transference, um, then you're not losing the whole salon and the whole salon shutting down and you've got your other team that is still available and alive to keep the business open. I think that's super smart, something you should tune into. Um, that's the other thing. I don't think I said it right at the beginning is, you know, like 
COVID is not going away just as the alerts come down. Like the flu, it's still a virus, it's still catchable. So we're gonna to wanna to be thinking about um, our super diligent uh, cleanliness routines and continue as we start to integrate back into the salon to continue to talk about that and show clients how clean we are and, and all the routines that we are doing because people will still be nervous. And uh, there are plenty of clients visiting salons in Australia, but there are also plenty who are choosing not to. And to stay safe, maybe they have um, high risk people in their bubbles and they're not doing those things. So. Um, do think about your cleanliness routine. Don't let your standards drop just because there's no infection in your area, for example, because clients will feel intimidated by that. Um, so my suggestion around that is that I, I call it smoke, smoke, send smoke signals. However you can best get in front of your client base, um, send them messages regularly all the time. So I'm talking about SMSs, emails, live video on your Facebook, um, which you might then send a link via email or SMS to that video if it's an important announcement, like when you're coming back to be open, et cetera, et cetera. I think you should be doing that on the weekly at the moment. Like weekly is not too much at the moment. You need to stay in front of people. Okay, let's see what people said. Um, too many clicks, yes, too many clicks. The card is in the car, 100%, absolutely, it even happened. Oh, that's why I use PayPal. I think PayPal is a good secondary backup. I love Stripe, so people can just put their um, credit cards straight on, onto the website. But PayPal, like you don't need to go and get your card. So it's a good secondary if they don't, as an option, like use your credit card or use PayPal, because I'll use PayPal the times when my credit card, like uh, terrible admission, sometimes I buy things online in bed, as you do. And I don't want to get up in my pajamas out into the cold lounge and get my credit card. So I'll use PayPal. So keep that in mind. Um, all right, Georgina says, I've been a social media cyber consult and have had clients message me pictures of current hair. We are smart. We can offer easy glazes and demis to get blunts. Yes, absolutely. Um, yes, split teams. Yes, it was Janine. Thanks for that. That was a really good tip. Um, important to take note of. Okay, we've talked about staggered teams using all the set. You have seven days. You're paying rent for seven days of the week. You are paying rent for 24 hours of the day. Stagger your team and use all of the hours available. Do you know? And you can uh, talk with your team. It doesn't have to be forever. But at the moment, you need to still be in full protection mode. So I think that's a good strategy. All right, I just want to talk quickly about opening up your books because the mistake that I'm seeing people are making is that they're starting to plan opening up the books but they're not actually planning how they're going to get through that uh, and how they're going to manage this massive influx of clients. So um, I don't want you to lose control of your calendar and leave it like blowing in the wind, so to speak, to whoever, whatever client calls first or gets on the online booking first. Um, because that's not a smart way to manage this massive influx. Do you know, I keep seeing these memes going around 300,000 clients want to get in all in week one. Um, it's pretty funny, but it's true, right? So I want you to think about these three different ways that you can approach it and let me know which ones you like or don't like and which ones you might consider. Um, okay, so the first one is by appointment booked, like managing, um, the calendar as it was as you closed. So the people, the first people that you canceled, you would see those people first next in your appointment book, right? So you could do it uh, that way and it li literally pick up your appointment book, move it over how many weeks you've been closed, three or four weeks and plomp it down and 
manage your appointments that way. There's definitely one way to do it. Um, I think the downside to that is that um, appointments will have changed, needs will have changed, uh, other people would have had, God forbid, box dye, home haircuts, all sorts of things, and their needs will change. And it might not be the perfect way to do it, right? And it does mean that everybody uh, is having to wait for a long time. So the second way that you can do it is do it by client value. Your A, B, or C uh, level clients, you can pr prioritize who you see and who you invite into your appointment book first. Like look after your golden clients. We had a platinum client program. We had 60 people in our platinum client program and we would have given them first priority to appointments. Like these are the ones that um, have a full color cut, toner, treatment, retail, referrals, all of the things. Those clients might, you might choose to prioritize them first and then fit your B clients around that. So your B clients are your totally loyal clients, but they might only have a color every second time. Maybe they're by retail sometimes, um, but they're still good loyal clients. And then you leave your C clients, which are maybe they're eight weekly, they only have a haircut or uh, they kind of come and they go, they're not quite so regular. So you could deal with them last, right? That's definitely a way to do it and it would be smart business way to do it. Okay. Without, I mean, the goal here, what's the intention here? To piss off as less people as possible, right? Because they all think that they're priority. Of course, this is good. We've trained them to, um, to make them feel like they are our number one priority, which is a good thing, right? But we don't want to annoy everybody because we cannot service everybody all at once. I mean, it's just impossibility. So um, the next one, which may be just my personal favorite is to do the quickie package uh, scenario. Whereas you take the first three or four weeks and you only do quickies, <laughs> just a quickie. Um, and so I would recommend that you package up your quickies, pull together a couple of quickie services that you know the majority of people will uh, be happy enough to get to survive the first appointment. So the T-zone, a toner, maybe a few foils just in the parting, um, toner for or conditioning treatment. Maybe you split the cut and the color and have them separate. Um, yeah, and so they're in for a short appointment. So you can see more people in a smaller space of time. So you might be able to see, maybe you see 200 clients normally in the salon in any given week. Maybe you're going to see 350 clients that week for shorter, short, fast, in and out type services. Get everybody to a reasonable state of affairs. And when you rebook, it's really good to build up your rebooking uh, culture. Then you immediately rebook them for however many weeks later for their normal full service, full service, their normal full service. So you're spreading out this kind of this rush and you're also booking after that three or four week that you may find as a decline, right? Um, and I like that one probably if you can pull it off, I like that one probably the most because it's keeping the most people happy most of the time. I have this philosophy that I had uh, in the salon and my objective always that if I could keep 80% of the people happy, 80% of the time I was doing my job effectively because it's impossible to, to keep 100% of the people happy 100% of the time. It's impossible. I'm talking more about team uh, when I'm thinking back to my salon days. But if you can take that approach with clients, 80% of your clients 80% happy, right? The majority of people happy and surviving and not having regrowth and feeling like crap. Um, and it's kind of a little bit fair to everybody, I think. So I'm keen to know what you think of that strategy.
Okay, we're adding around 15 minutes extra to each guest since the work will be more than normal. Uh, no stress when we return. Yeah, I like that. You could consider doing pre-consults over the phone or on some kind of digital so you can, um, and I think Janine actually, if you're still with us, um, made this really great point last week also of, um, they've got four weeks of drama to share with you, <laughs> with your team. They're gonna to wanna to talk. They're gonna be starved of human interaction. So um, you, you're going to find that they're gonna to want to talk. So, I, so you're gonna use that 15 minutes for the extra consult and for the extra talk, but it's costly to the people that you can't get in. Depending on your team, like if you've got a big team and you don't, you didn't, uh, and some of your team weren't fully booked afterwards and you've got the white space to fill, then fill your boots. But I think you just want to be mindful of, you know, yes, giving full quality to a whole bunch of people and then a whole bunch of people missing out. Because guess where they're going to go? They ain't going to wait another three or four weeks for you because they've been waiting already. Six, you know, five, four, three, two weeks for you already. So just be mindful. And those beautiful quality top A-grade clients, they will wait uh, an extra week to get in versus not, right? Um, but your low level B and your C clients, they're not going to wait for you. They'll go elsewhere. So just be mindful of that. Um, we have to remember that we will be reopening with social distancing rules again. Absolutely. Um, Yes, that's what we are planning to do. Express menu only for the first month. Yeah, I love that, Janine. Uh, Louise also loves this idea. I'm assuming you mean the express menu, the quickie menu. Um, do you put express packages? Do you put express packages together? Yeah, um, yeah, I th I think so, because you want to take all of the um, confusion or from the client. First, you want to take all the confusion away from the client. We don't want clients having to make their mind up, right? Just tell them how it's going to be. And for the most part, most people will be happy with that because they don't know what they need, actually. Do you know, they've got this massive regrowth and they need, they've got this, that and the other. And if you, um, for example, on online booking, you remove all of your other normal services and you just have your quickie packages. Do you know, your, um, your refresh and revive or something, create some cool fun names set appointment times, set services, some in, in your online booking, some um, specific questions to make sure you're asking the right questions, are they picking the right service? So they know that they're quickie, choosing quickie package A or quickie package B, depending on the color of their hair or whatever it is that they need. Um, do enough quickie packages that cover all of the bases of the kind of the primary things. And you know what, hold tight and just do that. That's what I think. Um, so yes, put the express packages together for sure. And if you want some help with that, Louise, um, have a chat, either um, tag me and Greta inside of the Momentum Program group or uh, chat with Greta next time you chat with her and you can come up with those together. Um, yeah, cool, all right. Okay, so that's thinking intentionally about um, how you're going to manage appointments as you start to come back. and um, yeah, not leaving it to throwing it to the wind. Okay, the next thing I want you to think about now is uh, how are we going for time? Yep, okay, cool. I want you to think about now is uh, what are you going to do in the trough? So you're going to have this massive peak and glut, and you're going to have to manage this crazy period of time with your quickie packages, et cetera, et cetera. And then you're going to have this lull, right, where everybody's been seen and you're waiting for the next sort of roll around to come around, depending on how long it lasts. And 
I want you to be prepared for that now because if, um, just like the Christmas rush, right? After the Christmas rush, there's this lull. And the reason I want you to think about it now, even though you've got already lots of things on your plates, I get that. When you go back to the salon and you're behind the chair as a therapist or as a stylist, you ain't got time to be thinking about uh, packages for the lull, right? Because you're going to be so smashed going back and dealing with all the changes that, um, that you're not going to have the time and the brain space that you have right now to be doing uh, creating bums on seats type of packages. We call them uh, killer offers. Offers to get some of the people that your lapsed clients and the clients that haven't been back into the salon, to get them back into the salon for a bit, um, to attract new clients. Like if you, prior to the COVID lockdown, if you had stylists that weren't fully booked or were new to the salon and um, you had a lot of white space in their appointment book, they're still going to be like that in the gap. So you are already on the back foot financially. And one of the things I wanted to say is like, don't give up on your 2020 dreams. You set some really clear dream, uh, dreams and goals. And if you went through uh, the Christmas countdown with me at the end of last year, we set some goals into this year. And I know that it's easy for us to give up on those dreams and say, oh, COVID's ruined my life um, and give up on the year. And I don't want you to do that. I want you to hold on to that goal. It's not too late. It's only April. It's not too late to claim back some of that time um, and some of that momentum um, so you can still reach those goals. You might just need to pedal a little bit faster or push a little bit more or hustle a little bit more when you get back to make up for that time, but don't let go of the goal. So I want you to think about that now. And for those of you who have signed up to the series um, and have access to the Survive to Thrive mini program, which we call the hub, and you have access into the hub, then there is a whole section dedicated to promotions to get bums on seats. And there's already a promotion inside of there. If you've gone through it, um, let me know. And if you haven't, go and log in. If you've forgotten your password, when you go into the login site, um, which you can get, by the way, if you've lost that, it'll be in your inbox. But if you've lost that, when you go to www.salonownerscollective.com, on the top left-hand corner, there's a little members sign-in. You're now a member, and you can go in there and sign into your uh, hub and get access. And if you've forgotten your password, there should be a little tick box that you can, or click that you can click, forgot my password, and it will resend you an email and you can reset your password and get access in there. So I want you to go and watch the little uh, masterclass that Sam on my team, who uh, is the social media manager for the Accelerator program, she's done a little mini masterclass for you on um, what we call quick wins, killer, killer offers, so you can get bums on seats. And this should be, a, we call it a killer offer, this should be enough to get the juices flowing and for you to start thinking about something that you can do in the lull to get those uh, quieter team members, the newer team members, uh, or any, any of your team members who just are gonna have some white space. Because you remember that not all clients are gonna be confident to come back even six weeks after you uh, reopen. So, but there'll be others that'll be desperate um, and their salons won't be open or uh, whatever has happened. There will be people moving and I want you to make sure that you uh, have a strategy in place. And the reason that I say to you to do it now is because if you're stuck behind the chair and you're fully booked, I mean, I know one of the challenges for um, salon owners is that um, you're the primary one uh, for a lot of you Hang on, let me just make sure that I'm, I'm actually got this going here. 
Oh yeah. Okay. Good, good, good. All right. Good. You guys are still with me, right? <laughs> I'm paranoid now. Um, for a lot of you who are still the primary income generating person, that means you're either behind the chair the most or you're the one that's earning the most just because you know how to do it smarter. And for you, you've got the time now to get ahead um, and plan it now, right? So go and jump into that resource inside of the hub. Um, it's all yours to get you started. Um, okay, the other one that's inside the hub is how to, uh, is rethinking how you're doing business. And in that particular uh, mini masterclass, I've uh, created a worksheet for you that you can step yourself through. Um, good, thanks, um, Louise. Uh, that you can step yourself through, um, it's a process. And it's a process that I've actually taken out of our strategic planning uh, strategy because it's a good way to, it, at the beginning of this, I was talking about um, not throwing out the baby with the bathwater and really evaluating what's working for you as the CEO, um, as a team manager, um, in your social media, some of the things that you've been doing that have been working really well and the things that you want to change inside of your business because this is the time that you've got the opportunity to change that, right? So um, go and grab that exercise, do that. Um, it's called rethinking how you do business. So I encourage you to go and do that. Um, today's checklist will also be uploaded into the hub and today's session. So thanks guys, thanks my team, love my team. Um, I really appreciate you doing that. Um, this session will be in there too if you want to go back and re-jot re down. Uh, I've got a checklist for you to re-jot down any of the actions that you're going to take on the back of this. Um, because this is really your opportunity to do things differently. You know, create, you've got the white space, rethink your role as CEO. And um, are you operating in the role of CEO? Because there are three um, mindsets or job descriptions, if you will, of a business owner. And the first is obviously operator, the stylist, the therapist, the person that's doing the clients, doing the operational job, the one that's earning the money and doing all the things. And it's an important role. It's an important role to start with. Um, but it can be a block, it can be a block to you growing your business. And why I say the words stuck behind the chair, because it can be a trap. And if you're not careful and not strategic about the way you position your team and your business, um, you can be stuck there and it actually becomes the ceiling or the, or the block to continued growth. Um, so this is your time that you've been off the floor and been away that you can start to make some of those changes. And so I want you to go through that process uh, with that planet in the hub and really think about that. Um, because there's kind of like this chicken and the egg situation. It's like, um, you know, to really grow your business, you need to create time to grow your business. Now, I'm not just talking about time, like from eight o'clock at night to 11 o'clock at night. I'm talking about what I call CEO time. Eh? We actually call it tiger time inside of our, in, inside of our um, community to create the time to work on your business when your head is clear. When you try to work after a full day at the salon and you try to work on your business, you're not focused. Your brain's dealing with operations. It's busy. It's like a computer with too many tabs open. But in order for you to create the to create the finances to be able to come off the floor to create the time to work on your business, <laughs> um, then it's like chicken and the egg, right? I can't take the time off the floor until I can afford to pay somebody else. I can't afford to pay somebody else until I can grow my team. I can't invest the time to grow my team until 
I can take the time off the floor. It's like, oh my God, I'm going around in circles and going crazy. This is the hardest time um, of growing a business. And it's usually around that two, three, four team member mark. When you're fully on the floor and you've got two, three, four team members, it's hard because you don't have the time to grow the team. You don't have the time to do the social media marketing and you're spending all of your time serving clients and the client, because you're the one that started the business, you're the one that clients want. It's hard. So, um, um, yeah. So why I'm saying that is I want you to go while you've got the space now is go and get prepared for that next step so you can increase your income. So you can take some time off the floor so you can reinvest that time back into growing your business, right? And if you focus on the other, the, the secret is when you're in this chicken and the egg freaking whirlwind hardest place on the earth, right? Um, hey, Nicola, you're back. That's great. Um, the hardest, it's the hardest place to be, right? Because what I, what I see happens is we go into overwhelm a little bit because we're trying to plug all the holes, trying to do all of the things. And um, we're not really doing any of them 100%. They're all having half jobs done because our focus is split. And instead of having 100% focus on A, B or C, or even just A, we've got 10% on A, 20% on B, 30% on C. And before you know it, our brains are split and we can't focus uh, because we are so time poor and brain poor, right? So um, in the meantime, the most frustrating thing, I remember this, is that you're the one that's out the front doing the work and the team are out the back, you know, on their phones. It drives you nuts, all right? And you will never get out from behind the, tier if, behind the chair if you don't have the time to train your team to smash sales or to invest on client attraction activity to bring new clients in that want your team and not just you, right? Okay, so that's why I want you to jump in and do that little exercise and be prepared in advance. Um, there's also a session in there on recession proofing. You may have watched it already, but talking about cash in the bank and managing profit and your break even because I don't want you to be in a situation where it's challenging again if there's something like this coming uh, up in the future. Hi Carla, how are you? All right, let me know if you're still here with me. Um, I have really, really enjoyed bringing you this series. Next week is our final session um, and uh, in the series. And uh, it's been good, I've enjoyed it. And um, just like the Christmas countdown, it was lots of fun. It's been really nice having you here. Give me a thumbs up if it's been useful, what has been the most useful part for you. And uh, next week, what are we talking about next week? We're talking about the ways that you can grow your team, motivate your team, attract new clients, even when you are feeling overbooked and overcommitted. And that's the final one in the series because that is going to give, put you into a good headspace for what is next and continuing to grow, the year, uh, to grow your business throughout the year. And also, I'm then going to turn my attention to uh, those that are... Uh, part of my momentum program. Now I haven't launched the momentum program actually for uh, around nine months, even a year, coming up to a year now, because um, I've been busy doing all of the things as well. And so I'm really excited to uh, relaunch that actually. And we hadn't planned to launch that until late May, maybe early June, but I've been furiously updating it because so many of you have reached out to me and asked for help. And there's been 
uh, a lot of you engaging in this particular series and I want to turn my attention to helping those that want to get a little bit more help more deeply, not just on the ideas, but actually implementation and follow through on simple strategies that you can do when you are overbooked and overcommitted. I want to keep the simple, the, the strategies um, super simple and effective that you can do without taking a huge amount of your time. My goal is to get those in the Momentum program who have a, either have a small team and you're aiming to grow your income to the point where you can step off the floor a little bit so you can reinvest that time in, um, in growth of your business. Um, or maybe you've got a big team already, but you are still stuck behind the chair and you're struggling with all of the things and the overwhelm and the team are not in, I was about to say not in control, but the team are not performing how they could, should, would, um, because you don't have the time available to invest in training them, upskilling them and, and how to smash sales and actually do great work behind the chair, not technical work, actually sales work, like how to really ensure that they build a solid clientele quickly and effectively, but super easily, right? And actually some strategies that you can attract new clients into your business to fill the chairs of your team, uh, not of you, right? Because my goal is to get you to a place where you can easily step off the floor, even just a little bit, so you can work on growing your business. Because I do believe you can have a life of freedom and profit. Freedom of mind, freedom of um, freedom of being feeling insane, being a business owner, um, and step into a profitable business uh, model. Now, some of you uh, were on my Salon Mastery waitlist uh, at the beginning of the year. And Salon Mastery is for those that are uh, already have a reasonable high amount of uh, income I say $6,000 a week and over, and have the time to step off the floor and to invest in growing and scaling their business um, with clear systems and structure. So the Momentum program is actually for those who are not there yet, who don't have the income to be able to step away from the floor or um, are stuck behind the chair and need to detach from the clients so you can invest the time in growing your team and attracting new clients. So I'm excited to do that and I'm going to turn my attention into that step-by-step -step program. So I'll let you know more about it uh, next week if you are keen, um, but I want to encourage you to not make the mistake of doing nothing and going back to being stuck behind the chair where you can't train your team and you can't uh, attract clients and you're just adding to the overwhelming list. So I'll tell you more about that next week. In the meantime, if you're interested in finding out more about it, I'm going to put the link in the comments um, for the Momentum waitlist, and we will let you know when enrollment opens first, and of course, let you know more about it so you can uh, see if it's a good match for you. All right, check in with you next week. Let me know how you get on. Um, I'm keen to know what you've decided and what plans you've put into place. And we'll see you for the last session next week. Ciao for now, guys. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the podcast. Tune in every week as I reveal the latest insights and advice on what it takes to truly master your inner salon CEO and master your salon success. Subscribe to the Salon Owners Collective podcast on iTunes or Spotify or visit us online at www.salonownerscollective.com. But make sure to join me in my Facebook group for answers to common questions and much, much more. Thanks for listening and I look forward to tuning in with you again next week.